Hey, good morning. As you can feel, it's a little bit chillier than normal. But I think it's, uh, it's quite a lot of cloud around, so there's not so much sunlight going down. I can see the sun. So anyway, I want to talk about mythology. Specifically the characters, the archetypes. Because there seem to be a lot of them. But they all seem to be specific to certain things like healing, peace, justice. They all seem to encompass like a certain range of things. But I think... I think ultimately they represent one thing but then it's just been expanded over time to for people to be able to relate to so like if it's Athena or Minerva the same the same person the same, or not the same person, the same goddess the same god of justice amongst other things and I can't remember this story entirely but Medusa Medusa worked for Minerva in some capacity and I can't remember who it was Hercules or someone someone like that lobbed her head off because she'd been she'd been cheating on she'd been doing something and Minerva didn't like it so Hercules or whoever the god was delivered the head of Medusa and Minerva used it as a symbol on her it's like a they call they call it armor or a shield I can't remember the exact word it's like a lit a lilied liliad or something but it's something that they wore across the chest so she has the Medusa right in the middle and Athena and Minerva are the same person the same archetype, same character. And so is Britannia. And so is I can't remember the one in the States. It's not it's not Liberty, it's not the Lady Lady Liberty. There is a, a name for it, I can't remember what the name is. But anyway, these these goddesses are all the same just different cultures called them slightly different things and different cultures sort of like expanded the the meaning of what, what they relate to like the whole justice the whole justice thing came out after 
people went and analysed all of these things. So that's what they inferred from it. It's, it could be something... could be completely inaccurate, but the story of Medusa and Minerva kind of hints that it is... Uh, that that story is about justice. Because Medusa wronged Minerva in some way. Um, See, so yeah, I mean, even biblical biblical archetypes, they all fit with the same mythological archetypes. Archangel Michael. And I only mention that one because I know... I know enough about... about him and the... mythological equivalents. Like Hermes. Hermes and... Toph. Egyptian god all the same thing all to do with communication specifically communication messenger my archangel michael messenger of god protector it's all the, it's all the same things it's just put in a different context so that people understand so it's put in a religious context even though it's already in mythology, and they're like, nah, I don't believe, don't believe that pagan druid stuff. Believe this Christian stuff. It's the same thing, it's just mixed up, and it's given different names angels, demons, archangels, saints. Now, the thing about saints, I, I don't understand. It's almost like the saints are being worshipped as gods because they fulfilled the purpose, so to speak, or they fulfilled the archetype, the character. But I, I don't know, it's almost like it's almost like celebrity as well. That maybe by recognising them as a saint there's something to be gained from it because they they tend to allocate days for these saints as well it's not it's not widely like publicised but pretty much every day we have some sort of saint attached to it and there must be maybe I don't know, maybe those saints represent one part of that whole, that whole archetype. And th those archetypes represent the whole of everything. Or those archetypes represent a part of the whole of everything.
So the the Athena, the Minerva, the Britannia. I, I remember I noticed that a lot when I was a kid. Um, I don't know why. I think it's because the ones I saw, or the, the statues, were gold. Maybe not solid, but like gilded. So maybe that's why it's so memorable, but it was Athena's death, definitely the, the Roman equivalent. So I remember the, um, the hat that they wore or the hats that they said the Roman soldiers wore. Which has got the little, like a brush mohawk in the middle. So I remember that, but that was, that was Britannia. That's what that, that one was called. I guess um, maybe the phonetics of those words might have some significance. Michael, Toth, Mercury. So that's another thing as well. The planets are all involved in this. Because either somebody looked up at the and saw the planets and said Mars this one's going to be called Mars and it's red and red represents war or there was something else that there was some other way that they tied the two together Either the, myth, the myths and the characters and the archetypes came first and they were tied to the planets or the luminaries. Or the luminaries came first and it was the stories of the movement of the luminaries that told the stories of the archetypes. As in, what they could see happening above and what they recorded, as in written down. And then what they observed around them created the stories. Because maybe they realized, maybe they had enough people observing that they could get quite accurate in their observations. Because everything is just patterns and cycles. So depending on what you put your attention on, that's what you're going to attune to. So, like people look for numbers and when they see the numbers, they continue to see the numbers. 
Is that because they're being told something? I know I've spoken about this before, but... Over the past few days, my observation has changed in somewhat in terms of the way that we see numbers. Because fundamentally, numbers represent the very basic, the base system. Base one, or base two, base three, base four, base five, base six, base seven, base eight, base nine, all the way up. On oh, no, base sixty-four and beyond. So different cultures and civilizations, if they're attuned into these patterns and cycles. They wouldn't have necessarily seen numbers. They may have experienced things or seen others experience things. And I mean, I mean like significant things. Like the Babylonian, the omens, the Mesopotamian omens. That's what is typically written that they did. They observed the night sky and they wrote down what they saw. And then they... There's a part that's missing though. They would have observed what is going around on around them in order to be able to, in quote, prophesize what might happen. I think that's the part that's missing and that's why people think telling the future or being prophetic is something of chance or guess it's not really if you wanted to be specific about something you probably wouldn't be able to guess or chance that that would be chance if you wanted to be entirely specific but that's the thing that people don't realize that there isn't really any specificity until it's been observed. Because the specificity <laughs> is the state that's observed. So you can't... You can't say what event may happen or what theme of events may happen and then also select what state will happen because all states are possible right so you put yourself in a position of impossibility in doing that you may get lucky and guess it right but the real sort of prophetic thing is Patterns, noticing the patterns and cycles, and using that to observe and note down old patterns, 
or sorry, note down patterns and then use those to recognize what is sort of coming again. That's why there's all these, uh, all those catchphrases and stuff, right? Past proves future and uh, what happened, what happened will happen again. That's all gotta come from somewhere, right? It's not prophecy, it's not people guessing. Wow, it's busy here. Sorry, it's not people guessing, it's, It's just telling you that there's cycles to things. There's patterns. The things happen, things are gonna happen again. So many cars around here and they're not they're all going around the roundabout and none of them are using their indicators. So I'm just looking for cars that are coming in my direction, but <laughs> there's like four lanes of traffic coming in my direction, but they're all not telling me where they're going. Anyway, I'm across now. So So prophecy isn't isn't guessing. Because the entire Bible was made up of prophecy, isn't it? Prophesizing things that are gonna happen. But the Bible isn't describing things that are gonna happen once. It's describing things that have already happened, but it's putting it in a context of it's never happened before which is misleading. And you might say, well, how do you know that? Well, it's because of patterns and cycles, right? If you know that everything runs in patterns and cycles of patterns, then to say that something is only ever gonna happen once doesn't fit. It, it doesn't fit in with the pattern of everything that happens around you. So, so then it's a case of, okay, well, is your model incorrect? So you, you look around you again and you'd be like, I'm still observing the same thing. I'm still observing the patterns and cycles of patterns. And it's not just in the climate, it's not just in the sun, it's not just in the other luminaries in the sky. It's in the behavior of people. Everything is reflected in everything. Patterns of behavior, it's not just, or sorry, patterns are not just pertaining to like the things in the sky or people's behavior, it's everything. And to a degree, you could you could infer like causality, like 
this thing happens where when this luminary is in this position every time it's in this position exact position this always happens to, to certain people let's say people fall sick with flu-like symptoms No, you could look and see that every year, right? You could say every year in September you always get flu-like symptoms. And you could say oh yeah, yeah, everyone gets sick at this time of the year. But why? If everyone gets sick at that time of the year is there nothing that you can do to prevent it? Is it just a... It's just a matter of fact, it's just a matter of course that that is what happens. But if nothing is ever... Nothing is ever changed, if the pattern is always the same, it's always gonna be the same, right? If you always lead the same lifestyle, if you always do the same things year in and year out, then you're going to see the same pattern of behavior like that. Where you're going to get sick at certain times of the year. But why? But it's not just you, there'll be other people that will be the same. So why is that? There's people that, uh, there's ra- rather there's civilizations, right, or cultures that that pray and do sacrifice and rituals to certain gods, depending on what time of the year it is, depending on what day it is they have rituals that they do now every day you have your rituals the things that you do day in day out the patterns of behaviour that follow you every day or rather that you follow every day So, if we're all kind of stuck in these patterns, you're kind of stuck in time because you're stuck in the same flow of energy. I know that sounds a bit of a or cliche or ironic. I don't know. But it's like, how can you be stuck in a pattern, a cycle of a pattern of behavior and call it an energy flow when a flow infers that it's unlimited? 
but think about the radio frequency spectrum now with the sensors that you've got in your body your ears and your eyes specifically those specifically those two so on that spectrum of energy flow that's what it is all energy exists but you can only hear a certain percentage of it you can only hear a small fraction of frequency within that energy you can only see a small frequency within that energy so even though this is a continuous energy flow you are almost sensitized in terms of your senses can only sense specific parts of that energy so when you're stuck in a pattern a cycle of patterns see it as you're limited in a, in a specific range of the energy flow you're always only tapping into the same small amount and in order to take full advantage of that energy flow it would have to be the opposite because if you're only tapping into a small percentage when you're limited by patterns and behaviours patterns patterns of behaviours and cycles of patterns when you're limited by that you limit the amount of energy that you can perceive which in my experience is pretty accurate when you do the same things every day some people call them coping mechanisms like you can't get motivated you are stuck and I'm seeing I'm seeing things in a different in a different way like as I'm talking now most of this stuff is the first time I've considered it it's the first time I've spoken it It's only in the last few days that my perspective has been changing because of, the, because of the things that have happened. And I've not really had... I've not really had the space to consider things like this. Which is, may, which is maybe the... Uh, which is maybe why this has come about because by not focusing on things specifically to do with what I'm talking about it's allowed me to tap into a larger piece of that energy or something a larger piece of that knowledge I don't know I'm just trying to make a connection somehow but it doesn't really matter 
so how does this tie into mythology though characters and mythology well the characters and mythology they all occur in a cycle as well because like I mentioned before every character has something that represents them so they're not physically they're not physical things they're not people they're not animals yet they are people and animals because every person I believe the attributes and the personality traits that they have are a combination of these uh, archetypes because these archetypes are given names pertaining to planets pertaining to luminaries in the sky and those luminaries in the sky have attributes assigned to them the themes that they bring and then you have the people who can also embody the same attributes and traits of the planets anger, fear, death, birth communication like just look around you look at the things on the TV look at the people around you everyone has a skill and that becomes a job but on the same on that same scale there's people that don't have a specific skill but they may be more generalist they may have multiple skills or just general skills and so they may not fit into a single job but that that sort of um, that mechanism anyway that, that mechanism of the job the education that's all to sort people it's to sort people out it's to arrange you into what you should do You know, if you're a good writer, if you're a good communicator, you become a journalist and then you communicate to a vast amount of people. If somebody is not a very good communicator, they may still get a job in media, but they may not be very good. They may not be an effective communicator. And they may just be given something that isn't as... Uh, public so then we got some deer up here again or rabbits a lot of droppings um, yeah so the job I, job and education I see is a sorting process 
is to sort people by the skills and attributes and the skills and attributes are described in the character archetypes and the attributes and and uh, the attributes and themes related to planets which are again the archetypes are just expressed in a different way so when they say oh a planet comes into a certain position and it could bring confrontation, anger just a theme of general maybe revolt or anger but you could also say that is true of a person when a person enters a room specifically a manager a CEO walks into the office and everyone tries to look busy It's because of the fear that that person brings. They may not be... That you could say that that is because of the position that they hold. That the people become fearful because he may fire them. Or they may, whoever it is may fire them. Man, woman, whatever. But people have presence. So some people may feel intimidated by certain people, the way they look or the way they just carry themselves. So that's the same kind of effect that they describe of planets. It's the same kind of effect that they describe of archetypes. And characters and gods and there's a saying that I don't know if it's in Christianity or what that you're created in the likeness of God well when your children are born they have a likeness of the mother and the father or one more than the other maybe But at the same time, that's just a physical appearance. The actual energy, the presence of the of the person can also be felt. That's how you get a name. And <laughs> I keep using my example I keep using my name as an example, but it is so it's so prominent. Like for me it's so obvious to see. And it might be like, oh well I'm being biased or whatever. But this is all supposedly like done at random, right? So when I was born I was called Gareth Michael. Michael being my middle name. And eventually I was the middle child. Now Michael, Archangel Michael, is typically the 
the middle point between the two extremes good and evil he's not he's not god he's not satan but he represents or the character represents the good but he's the middle point between the two extremes <clears throat> and that might, that might be some people might think that's reaching a bit but i was born on a wednesday which is typically mercury day Mer- mercredi mercredi in french which is mercury and I'm a Gemini which is ruled by Mercury <laughs> and I'm trying <laughs> I'm trying to remember all the other details I wrote down I think I've got a uh, I think I've got a list of the things that I'd found. Oh, so it was like... Yeah, so I remember another thing. So the middle name... I I mean, I've spoken about it, so I'm not going to go into too much detail, but I've spoke about before how I found somebody from, like, 100 years ago. They were born in 1859. I was born in 1985. So you just rearrange the numbers, right? This guy was called Michael. Michael Marks. And he worked in the same towns and places that I worked within sort of like maybe a hundred meters of the buildings. So the buildings I was working in were within a hundred meters of the buildings and the streets that he worked in. Like, this is three different towns that I found this this link. And these are three towns that I lived and worked in. The three towns that he lived and worked in. And then, what else I found was... Obviously, his name is Michael. Or his name was Michael. But behind one of the office buildings, two, two or three buildings down from where his shop was. So we were on the same street, two or three buildings apart. And directly behind that, it's like, it was like down a slope. So when I would go out the back of the building, or you'd just see a railway tunnel, but behind that is a park. And I think there used to be a church, or the the church is gone, but the graveyard is still there and the park is still there. It's called St. Michael, St. Michael and the Angels, or St. Michael. There's something about flags as well. St. Michael in the Angels Flag Park, something like that, right? And I was like, what the... Like, what are the chances... And is it, is it just because I was looking at the pattern? The pattern of the Michael archetype. 
Because if you look at the business that this guy created, he embodies a lot of balance, justice, protection. And even the way that the company is run today, the values are still there because he founded, he founded those. They were his core values that he put into the business. And so much so that after he died, his son created a brand called St. Michael. And it was in the store for like 70, 72 years or something. And so that's, that's quite a profound example that I found. Just by, like, I literally just looked for Michael and found this guy appeared first. Obviously because he founded a very popular, a very popular retail store in the UK, Marks and Spencers. And I've always had an affinity with that place. I don't know why. Because it had an image of being for old people when I was a kid. And they didn't really stock any any of the popular food. It was all their own brands. St. Michael. So I was kind of like, I don't know why I like going in there. So yeah, that was very weird. But that is... That's what I found when I was looking for... For the Michael archetype. Because I wanted to see what I could relate to my to my experience and obviously I had a lot of shared experience that this person also had just a hundred years apart because my experience was in the same place in the same location working very close very close by So it's very, um, yeah, I, I've got a different, a different view of the, the archetypes because of that. Wow. Just walking past a place, it's called Castle Hill Fort. It's an abandoned industrial unit. Someone's put a very rusty car in front of the gate. Oh, it's so strange. Very big piece of land as well. Um, so anyway, so it gave me a different perspective because I was trying to figure out what these archetypes meant, whether they were actual literal figures that existed. But no, I don't think they did. I think they describe attributes of people. Not entirely, because somebody may have a mix, or we may just have a mixture of different archetypes. But the most prominent, I think, is probably found in your in one of your names, your first name or your middle name, or a middle name. So I think that is what. 
that is what the mythological figures are. That's what these archetypes mean. I don't think it is... I don't think it's literal figures. But the, that, that's how they're worshipped, right? They're worshipped as being literal people. Which they are people, but they're not just one person. <laughs> you can go back and forth with this. They are one person because they add up to a whole. But... It's a whole of... Then come in, mine. I'm not sure if I'm on a public path anymore. Um, yeah, I mean, they obviously add up to a whole because everything is connected. And that, that's another point I was going to make that with the archetypes and the characters, they're all interrelated. They're all brothers, sisters, husband, wife, partner, mistress, grandfather, grandmother. They've all got some sort of connection. And I think that what it is teaching you as well is these are the attributes of the of the people of the characters it's also teaching you all these characters are linked they're all connected and therefore everyone is connected i think that's what the this used to i think that's that's like the other lesson of it because that, that's what these that's what these stories would have been used for they would have been used to teach children and people about the way things are but they wouldn't have been taught in a literal sense or maybe they would have and they would have had to apply other teachings in order to derive the meaning. Which would explain why there's so many different secret societies that appeared and that appeared to all hold their own knowledge. And maybe that is the key to understanding what the stories actually mean but I think observation is enough to get a good understanding of it because you can see you can, you can sense and you can see the the attributes of these characters And the 
attributes of the planets and you can see them you can see them in people you can say oh you're just like uh, you're acting just like Mars which might infer that they're angry or something something within that scope Um, so yeah I think I think that is what the characters and the myths that is what everything is relating to that one that we're all connected because all these characters are connected I don't know what that means in terms of if it's say if you're something like Minerva does it describe your relationships with does it describe the other people that you're in relationships with does it describe your mother and father the attributes of them <laughs> or is that is that is the connection just purely we're all connected Maybe not physically, but spiritually or energetically. So there's the connection. And then there is the... The characters and the archetypes themselves and the planets. They are describing attributes. And the planets embody those attributes so when they move that's the general sort of theme that is derived in astrology the general theme being what is most uh, most prominent or what has happened before what is or what has been observed what the pattern is and the characters the archetypes they're just patterns they play out just like the planets they embody the same themes and there might be there might be hundreds of them that all embody the same thing that all embody communication or the main the may it may be communication anger fear so it could be different aspects of the spectrum Because like I said, when you're stuck in a pattern, when you're in a pattern, those habits and those behaviours that you do every day, you're only tapping into a small fraction of the energy that's available in that whole band. So when I talked about the, the eyes and the ears, they can only hear and see a very small percentage of an entire energy flow. So if you're only, if you're doing the same thing over and over and over and over and over, you're getting sick at the same times of the year, you get, you're, doing, you're doing the same thing, you're getting your same paycheck, you're getting your same um, bonus. Everything is the same. It's mundane. 
so you're only ever going to be tapping into the same small percentage of energy of that energy flow so when people were saying like to tap into the flow or to get motivated is to change your it's to change what you were doing it's to break out of the pattern to get out of that pattern of behavior in order to open I'm not going to say I'm not going to infer that it's a given but when you stop following the same patterns of behavior when you break those patterns you have a better chance of doing something else which is essentially what you need to do you need to break your pattern of behavior in order to do something else because that's what it's gonna that's what it's gonna give you right you break the pattern of behavior you're gonna do something different but you have to want to you have to do it you have to break it do something different <laughs> so I'll just go back to the numerology as well so the numbers the numbers that I was talking about the numbers that I kept seeing 174 74 47 all variations of that I think when people are seeing those numbers it's basically just saying you're you're in a pattern you're in a cycle and because if you're in that for so long or if you're just very observant you're going to see it you're going to see an expression of that of that pattern of that cycle so typically you'd be able to see the behavior you're doing the same thing but you may not think anything of that you may think because you're I don't, the, the way that you're thinking is on a different track but the way that you're doing is on the same track it's the same thing that you've been doing for weeks or months so so when people are saying oh yeah I keep seeing these numbers it's because they, they're looking for them that they're seeing them Or because they're stuck in a pattern, in a cycle. And by looking for it and continuing to look for it, they get more and more into the cycle or they, they're able to observe it more. Or they're creating the cycle. They're creating the pattern. So say if it's like, oh, I keep seeing 11-11 on my phone. So... Every time you look at your phone, oh, it's 11.11 again. Every time you look at your phone, oh, it's 11.11 again. Or you see, like, an 11 in a different variation, right? Like 11.47. The 4 and the 7 would make an 11. That, that kind of thing, right? <laughs> so it could be that internally people are kind of tapping in to the same frequency as that pattern and to creating the pattern so that when they're like oh yeah I should check my phone and then they check the phone and it 
they get what they they get what they were looking for. So that that's what I've seen. That's what I've seen people posting mostly about numbers like that on the phone, calling them angel numbers, and then trying to figure out what the numbers mean. But the numbers alone have a meaning in a very basic sense. Like zero and one could typically represent a beginning and nine would represent an ending. But aside from that, pulling pulling it out of context and saying, I'm seeing these numbers all the time, what does it mean? It, it kind of all depends on the condition of the person. Because it's the person that's observing them. And I think... I think that they're observing them because they're choosing to be in that state. They see it the first time and then they kind of stay in that state. So they continue to see it. But all they've really done is place themselves... They've placed themselves or they've found themselves in a pattern. And so they continue to observe... And they remain in that pattern. So I think that's what the numbers... The numbers are just an expression. They're an expression of a pattern. It's just like with... The planets and the archetypes. They may also express themselves... As a number... Like, but I, I wouldn't even know how that would, how that would manifest. It would just seem like it's a planet. It's uh, got these attributes. No, you could say something like... Every 60 days... The moon moves in a particular way. So you could take the number 60... And infer a meaning on that. But it would be pertaining to the context of the moon. The movement of the moon... And then you could look every 60 days to see a pattern. But then, then again, who's creating the pattern? If it's something that you're, if it's something that you're observing, there's always the the effect that you're observing or that you're creating You're creating the state. 
because you could be observing something that's never been observed before. Like the patterns of the moon moving and the things that you see happening within that frequency of movement. It could be something that no one's seen before, right? So it's like a rediscovery. When I say people haven't seen it before, people haven't observed it. It's been happening, but people haven't observed it, right? So that's probably a better, that's a better way to express it. It's not been observed. So then you observe it, and then every 60 days you observe it, you observe the same thing. You observe the same state. Same conditions, same state. You're in a pattern. Because you're doing the same thing every 60 days. Somebody else comes along. They observe the same thing, but have a different state. Because their condition is different. One, they may not, they may have only observed it once. But I guess that's enough to form an initial response or to get into an initial state. Because then it would be, well, you wouldn't observe every 60 days if after the second, if after the second observation, you see something different, you may say there's no pattern. So let's say the first observation is the right observation or is the the observation that you're going to stick with, the state you're going to stick with. So you're then in a pattern as well. Now, is it the same pattern or is it different? This could become a bit of a mind bender because what this infer- what I'm inferring is that we're creating somehow. We are... It's not really we are creating somehow. We are creating. We're observing. We're processing. And then we're creating a belief. We're creating our state. Now, we can say we're creating a state or we're observing a state. But we got to the state by processing it. We processed it. So nobody gave it to us. We processed it. We created it in our mind, so to speak. So not sure, (laughs) not sure how long I'm going to be able to speak about this because it could get quite, I've got a feeling it could get quite lengthy. But maybe I'll just uh, just speak briefly about it. So, so we're kind of creating the states. The things that we observe, we then create the the state that we that is the belief. And then it's the belief that we hold. Which is... Kind of based on a pattern that we saw, right? So... 
the observation is let's say it's seeing the expression of the pattern so somebody driving a car you know that the person is driving a car because the car is moving and it's turning it's accelerating and it's braking so the person in the car is following a set of patterns in order to control and move the car and you observe that as the car moving you can see it moving you're outside the car right so that's your that's probably not a good example it's going to be because you're not you're seeing the pattern of the car you're seeing the you're seeing the pattern the car moving you're not seeing what's happening inside the car so if you'd never sat in a car before your belief might be the cars just move you don't know about the patterns that govern it inside so you've just created that state that belief the cars move they just do but if you've driven a car or if you've sat in a car before you've observed from a different perspective so for you you can't just say that they just move because you've got a different perspective on it so you might disagree with the you might disagree with the person that's created the belief that cars just move but both perspectives are right it's just the position of the observer is different so the person by observing just the car moving has created that they created that observation from their perspective that the car just moves <laughs> so I think I'm probably going to cut it there the uh Yeah, I'm kind of drawing, drawing a blank now on that, so I think it's probably a time to end it. But I think it was quite an interesting kind of dive into mythology and archetypes. Maybe not specifically in the way that people perceive them. And maybe you thought I was going to tell the stories of the archetypes. But I guess it was more of a dissecting the, the actual meaning of the stories.
and a perspective on what what it actually means, what the what the teachings are, what the teachings in uh, religion are as well, because it's all connected. The like I said, the religious uh, saints, angels, demons are all archetypes. Just different names, different, maybe slightly different variations. But they're literally just almost like cataloging the different types of people. It's like everyone gets their own, everyone gets their day. Because everyone fits one or more archetypes in some way. And their behavior, their attributes, traits, day with a born name. It's all, uh, it's all there. So anyway, hope you have a good day. I'll catch you later.